Hello, hello. Welcome to the 125 Roller Coaster Challenge, Trends and Stable Podcast. I'm Paul, and thank you for tuning into this amazing ERT episode. We know that you've been waiting for this one for years, and this is another one of our coaster style ones. And this one is called Boomer because today we are going to be talking about everybody's favorite type of roller coaster, the ones that people line up for hours to ride. It is the Vacoma Boomerang. And we are so proud to say that we have ridden 13 of these boomerangs. And the sad part about it is, even though all the stats are the same, the rides are completely different. Some of them are more modern than others. Some are aging better than others. Some of them have a lot more bells and whistles than they ever had. And today we're gonna answer the question, if you change the theme, if you add a tunnel, If you add some smells, is it a new credit? So sit back, relax, enjoy the episode that everybody's been waiting for, Boomerangs. So first of all, what are these things? So these came about years ago, probably about 20 years ago. And the first one that actually hit the United States shore was actually the Sea Serpent over at Maury's Piers. So what these are is these are Vacoma boomerangs. So when you see them, you know them. And pretty much, they're all pretty much the same. When you're in the station, it's basically a shuttle coaster, so it's not a continuous track. But when you're in the station, it's going to pull you up a spike. All right? So the stats on these things is the track length is 935 feet. Uh, The the height is 116.5 feet, but of course your drop's going to be determined by where you're sitting. And they go about 47 miles per hour. The G-forces on this thing is about 5 and the duration is about a minute 48 okay so they're all pretty standard you're going to go up the spike and when you get to the top it's going to drop you and you go flying through the station and you go into a cobra roll and then when you come out of the cobra roll you're going to go into a vertical loop and after the vertical loop you're going to go up another spike and it's going to catch you and take you up to the top and then it's going to drop you backwards. Then you go through the vertical loop, go through the cobra roll, and then you go whizzing through the station, and then the brakes hit, and then your ride is done. So that is what a Vacoma boomerang is. There are 13 of them that we have ridden, and we're going to discuss all 13 of them, and we're going to discuss the pros and cons, and of course, because it's me, we're going to rank these things at the end because you need to know what we think is good and what we think is wrong. So we're going to start off here with pretty much the, one of the first boomerangs out there and one of the newest boomerangs out there. So what I mean by this is Hershey Park. So Hershey Park years ago got a Vacoma boomerang. They put it right there in the Pioneer Frontier section and they called it Sidewinder. It was basically themed after a snake and it was pretty much... There, it was a standard ride, and it sat there for years and years and years. But when we started the 125 Roller Coaster Challenge uh, in 2017, it was down most of the beginning of the year. And we came to find out that they were actually adding a more modern braking system. That's a plus, all right? Because historically, when you went up that final spike, it it was really jerky and it kind of grabbed onto you and it it wasn't a smooth transition. So that was a positive. Well, this year, going into 22, they completely rethemed and modernized Sidewinder. So much so that it's no longer called Sidewinder. All right. So originally Sidewinder was pretty much a black track, black spikes and all that stuff had a Western kind of theme. Now it is Jolly Rancher Remix. It looks like a bag of Skittles blew up. All right. So it is now green, pink, orange. It's so many different colors, right? But that's not all. They also got brand new trains. These modern trains have fantastic 
comfort collar restraints. So historically, you had the typical restraints, the head restraints that went over your head. You had two bars with really bad padding on them. It was it was really hard padding. So when you got jostled around through the cobra roll and stuff like that, you were whacking your head pretty good. Well, now they actually have the comfort collars. So actually the bars are winged out and you really don't hit your head anymore and you're strapped in there by a collar. A, it's kind of like a vest that holds you into your seat. Another plus. But Hershey Park did not stop there. They then actually added five quote-unquote flavors. So when you go up to Spike, when you get to the top before it drops you, it's going to say what flavor you have. Blue raspberry, watermelon, cherry. And then as you go through the station, you're going to go through the Cobra Roll. And then when you right before you enter the vertical loop, there's a tunnel. And when you go through there, it flashes lights you know for the flavor it will blast smell into your face so when you're going through i got cherry twice and i got blue raspberry and when you go through there it really does smell like cherry and then you hit that top spike and then you go through it backwards here's my question for everybody and please leave comments here is this a new credit because for me I always considered a new credit one or two things. If the ride was moved. So when they moved uh, Possessed from Geauga Lake to Dorney Park, that became a new credit because it was a change in location. Well, Sidewinder didn't do that. And then the other time I consider something a new credit is if it changed its style. So when stand-up coasters like Mantis turned into sit-down coasters, Rougarou, I consider that a new credit, even though the track didn't leave because the ride experience was different. But that was, only time I ever really considered that was when they were going from stand-up to, um, you know, floorless. Here, you know, I never considered a re-theme. You know, if you painted it up there, like Bizarro did not become a new ride when it turned into Medusa this year. Why? Because they painted it, you know, they adjusted a couple things there, but it wasn't a big enough change. But here with Jolly Rancher Remix, you change the experience completely, not just because of the new trains, but because of the tunnel and the smells. It's nothing like Sidewinder, which was a standard Vacoma Boomerang. So please leave it in your comments. I'm still leaning towards it being the same credit, but I am open to be convinced differently. So if you have a thought on this, please leave a comment. Uh, and Spotify, you know, go to our Instagram, 125 Roller Coaster. Leave a comment there. Let us know what you think there. Leave a message. You know, go to Facebook. Leave a message. However you want to get a hold of us. But I'd love to know what you think there because I am actually torn on this. I'm still leaning towards it being the same credit, but I can be convinced that it's a different credit because it is a completely different ride experience. So now we just talked about probably the best. And actually, I'm going to tell you, I said it earlier and Hershey Park actually thumbed up it. I do believe that Hershey Park perfected the Vacoma Boomerang with what they did with Jolly Rancher Remix. But now let's talk about the other 13, all right? Because some of them are good, some of them are bad. And the next one I'm going to talk about is one of the newer boomerangs that we rode. It actually is the newest one. It's over at Six Flags Great Escape over in the Anirondacks in Lake George, about 45 minutes north of Albany. Pretty much it is called Flashback, which that's a name that you're going to hear again later on. Now, this one is not modernized. It looks beat. It is not in great shape. It is the traditional Vacoma boomerang that came in the 90s where you had the hard restraints, you had the janky braking, and the whole nine yards. So this one, if you want to know what a quote-unquote retro 
Boomerang is. Definitely go to Six Flags Great Escape. It definitely can use a paint job. It has seen better days. But what actually shocked me was the fact that people were running to get in line for it. So I think as an enthusiast, my thoughts on boomerangs are completely different than the thoughts of the general public because I'll ride it once, get the credit, and I don't have to ride it again. Even when it came to Jolly Rancher Remix, I wrote it three times, but I did that, you know, sparingly when I saw there wasn't a line. I did not line up for Jolly Rancher Remix. You know, people were lining up for Great Escape's uh, flashback. Love to get your thoughts on that because it is literally the way it was when it came into America. Now, next one I want to talk about is actually the first refurb of a boomerang that I actually saw. And it was when I went to Carowinds years ago. They rethemed their boomerang, which I found out was actually the original boomerang that was over at Geauga Lake over in Ohio. They moved it, you know, basically when Geauga Lake died, you know, different parks got different rides and Carowinds got their boomerang and they rethemed it to flying uh, cobras, which was kind of um, a kickback to trap uh, trapeze artists and stuff like that. But this had the new braking and I really, when I wrote it in 2017, I didn't write it last time I went because yet again, I don't jump in line for boomerangs. I remember it being one of the better ones because it was actually pretty smooth. It ran great. I uh, didn't have the comfort collars at the time. I don't know if that's changed. For a boomerang, I thought it was probably one of the best that I've been on. You know, I do recommend that. If you're somebody who likes those kind of rides and likes going backwards, definitely if you're at Carowinds, you know what? Give Flying Cobras a you know, look there because I think that would be worth it. I already mentioned one flashback. Let's talk about the other flashback that I actually got this year. This year, I actually got two flashback credits, believe it or not. And this one was over at Six Flags New England. I've been to Six Flags New England many times, about three or four times, you know, which is a lot for, you know, somebody who's a fairly recent coaster enthusiast. But it wasn't until this year that I forced myself to go on flashback because I knew it was another original boomerang it did not have much maintenance to it it when i wrote it it was a standard boomerang nothing really exciting you know it kind of janked me around there i was still getting used to the relief band so i remember going up the uh, backward spike there and being like really kind of nervous about the whole fact because it definitely shocked me there when it when it caught the uh the, the second spike, it kind of jerked me and I kind of got vertigo there. Why did it take so long for me to do it? Well, when you're at Six Flags New England, you're there, at least for me, there's three or four rides that I must ride. And Flashback is definitely not even in the top 150, even if there's only 70 rides. So I would run to Wicked uh, Cyclone, of course. I go to Superman, the ride. Of course, I love the Dark Knight. And there are so many other different things to do. So for me, the Boomerang, the Joker, and uh, Riddler's Revenge were things I was like, I can skip it because I'd rather ride Wicked Cyclone four or five more times than to wait in line for Flashback. Because I am a Diamond Elite VIP and they Six Flags actually has kept that program going, I was able to use my Fast Passes, uh, Flash Passes actually, to uh, front of line passes to actually jump the line. So I just walked right on, got the credit. Yet again, it's kind of on the same level as the one at Six Flags Great Escape. Nothing really to write home about. It's there, and it's a credit, and I got it. Now, next one I want to talk about was one that we were actually very lucky to get. We didn't realize it at the time. We were there the last year that Stinger at Dorney Park came in. Now, we would think that Stinger would be around for a while because it actually was the newest roller coaster that Dorney Park got at the time. Maintenance issues, 
and you know other issues. It only lasted a few years. Now, what do I think about Stinger? I actually think the inverted boomerangs are actually better than the traditional roller coaster boomerang. The inverted ones to me were a lot smoother, less janky, and they had that feature where you were actually staring at other people. If you weren't used to it, basically there is another one, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes. That's over at Kings Island. There, that's the last one standing here, which is shocking to me because I thought it was a much better ride. But actually, when you were seated, four per train, but you're back to back. But then the next train, you'll be facing that. So if you're on the front seat, you were staring out at your own. But if you're in the second seat, you're staring at the third seat and vice versa. Kind of a neat little feature there. Uh, also, you know, Stinger was a great theme. I still have a lot of things around here that have Stinger on it because it was such a unique theming there with the uh, the bee and all that kind of stuff there. I thought Donnie Park did a great job with it. I'm actually bummed that Stinger's not there. I would consider Stinger probably top three. Uh, I'm a big fan of Talon. I like Hydra. I like Thunderhawk. I'd put Stinger probably ahead of Thunderhawk or even with Thunderhawk and ahead of Steel Force for me. Stinger definitely was one of my favorite boomerangs there. Now, on the opposite side there, probably the most hated boomerang we did was Goliath. Now, that has actually been removed from Six Flags New England. And when we went there to film it, uh, there's a huge gap there where Goliath used to be. Now, this was an inverted boomerang, but 200 feet. So this thing was huge. And there still is another one at Silverwood that I hear is a lot better. Uh, Rumor has it, and it's been confirmed that pretty much when they uh, moved Goliath from Magic Mountain over to Six Flags New England, uh, they gave it new trains. And that was a mistake because those trains did not work well with the track. When Janine and I rode it, it was one of the worst experiences we've had. We were getting slammed left and right. It was hard for us to enjoy the height because we, especially when we were going backwards, because we were like, the pain's going to be coming. One of the worst, worst rides we've ever been on. Usually I'm upset when a coaster, even Wildcat over at Hershey Park leaving, it's a soft spot in my heart, kind of hurts a little bit here. But when Goliath got taken out, Janine and I both looked at each other and says, that's a good thing. All right. All right. So next one is Kings Island. We did in Vertigo. So this is Stinger, but still operating. So it is the last one in the United States of the inverted regular size uh, boomerangs. So if you're going to Kings Island, make sure that you get an opportunity to get on this because you might have done boomerangs and you might have thought you've done it already, but the inverted ones just have a different feel to it. And like I said, this is the last one standing. It's a rare credit. If you, you know, if, when this one's gone, it's gone. I don't see them making new ones here. Vokoma's kind of moved on from the boomerangs and the SLCs. So definitely make sure you jump on that. Highly recommend the inverted ones. Next one I want to talk about is over at Six Flags Darien Lake. It's called Boomerang Coast to Coaster. Uh, kind of a long name. It is a traditional, it's kind of like on the same level as a flashback or, well, both flashbacks actually, because it does have the original trains and it does have uh, the original cars and the braking and all that kind of stuff here. But this one I like a little bit better because of the location. It actually flies, most of it is over water. And yes, I know that's kind of, you know, be a huge selling point for most people. But for me, it is a different setting. It is kind of neat when you're like, you know, looking down at the spike and you're basically over over a, a lake. Ride experience wise, it's probably a little bit better than the flashbacks. It wasn't quite as janky as, uh, especially one at Great Escape. Yet again, it was still traditional there. Uh, next one I want to talk about is actually located at a small park, which is actually pretty close to Six Flags New England. So you want to talk about Massachusetts and Connecticut having their fill of boomerangs. There's another one there, and this one is called Zoomerang. This one I remember 
mainly because when I was riding it, I realized that I wasn't going to get my 125th credit at Lake Compounds because while we were on Zoomerang, we were able to see that Comet was being completely retracted, which we did not know at the time, which really threw off our math. So me riding, it was kind of non-eventful there because I wasn't really thinking about the ride. I was thinking about, oh my God, I left three or four credits over at Six Flags New England, and now I'm not going to get my 125th coaster. It's not going to be Boulder Dash. So I was kind of distracted, but because I was distracted and I don't remember it being negative, it's kind of a positive. Next one I want to talk about is one that we rode quickly and then got the heck out of Dodge, and that was the bat over at Canada's Wonderland. Now, Canada's Wonderland's got a huge spread of a couple good ones and a lot of bad ones. And this one kind of fits into the a lot of bad ones uh, level there. When you go to Canada's Wonderland, you got Leviathan, you got Behemoth, uh, you got Yukon Striker. These are the big guys. You know, you even got the suspended coaster there that's just fantastic. But then you will have the Boomerang. The mouse is pretty rough. You got an SLC that is as brutal. They have a Velari that's trying to kill you. You don't really have a lot of gray. Uh, this one's probably closest to the middle grade here, but I kind of lean it to being, yet again, another traditional of a coma Boomerang. You ride it for the credit, you get off it, you grab your neck when you're done, and you hope that the Dramamine works. That's our thoughts on that one. Now, the next one I want to talk about is the original Boomerang in the United States. Yes, this all started because of Maury's Piers, but... Here's the thing, just like Hershey Park, just like Carowinds, they are taking great care of this Vacoma boomerang and they are making sure that it lasts for a long, long time. It's been retracked, it's been retrained, it's been re-braked, it's been re-everything. Just like uh, Jolly Rancher Remix, highly recommend it. It is a crowd favorite, it is in great condition, you don't get beat up on it, and if you wanna basically ride a decent one without all the bells and whistles of Jolly Rancher Remix, then definitely go to Maury's Piers. They take care of it. And then the last two we did there were basically both in Missouri. Uh, one was at Worlds of Fun and one was at Six Flags St. Louis. They're both called Boomerang. You know, the fact that they're so close together and they have the same name is kind of shocking, but uh, both of these were traditional. Neither one of them really rang home that, hey, I need to make sure I jump on this again. I think the location of Six Flags St. Louis was a little bit nicer than the one at Worlds of Fun. So let's rank them. Why? Because that's what we do. And number 13, without question, has to be Goliath at Six Flags New England. That was, I hear airtime thrills when it was at Magic Mountain. It was one of his favorite rides. It did not, the new trains definitely hindered it. And I believe he did ride it at New England and he said that it, it became horrible. It was a bad experience. Jeannie and I it soured us on anything like that again. Even at Silverwood, when we go to Silverwood in a few years, uh, I don't know if I'm jumping on that. I will because I need the credit, but it's definitely, I'll be expecting a lot worse. Uh, number 12 is Flashback at Six Flanks New England. That one looked pretty beat. I would not be surprised when they, well, we don't know what's going on with Six Flags. We'll be talking about that. But if they ever do get a new attraction, it makes sense for them to kill both of the boomerangs because that's a great space right in the middle of the park that can be utilized for a marquee ride. Uh, number 11 is the bat over at Canada's Wonderland. Don't really remember it much. I just remember it being janky and, you know, me staggering to the next ride afterwards. Number 10, Boomerang at Worlds of Fun. Really, this is, we're talking about the average coasters now, the next few. And this one, 
I just remember the location not that nice. It was just plopped there in the middle, and here you go. Uh, number nine, flashback over at Great Escape. It was a traditional one, but it did not kill me like a lot of the other ones. Yet again, another average one. Just like number eight, Boomerang over at Six Flags St. Louis. That one, pretty much slightly better looking location than the other two. Uh, the Boomerang at Worlds of Fun is just plopped down there. The one flashback is kind of over on the corner uh, at the far end of their, uh, you know, think of it almost like a drag race strip, you know, kind of road kind of thing there that they have there. Uh, number seven is Zoomerang over at Lake Compounds, the ultimate average coaster. I don't remember this ride at all, mainly because of the fact that I was mad at myself for not riding other rides to make sure I had 125 over at Boulder Dash. Uh, number six, now these are getting slightly better is uh, Boomerang Coast to Coaster. Why is it up here? It's over water. Everything's better over water, people. If you put it over water, I'm going to like it slightly better. All right? Number five, Flying Cobras. This was the first one that I got to experience. The uh, new uh, braking system. Fantastic. So happy. That's why it's up there. A good, solid family attraction and extreme traction. Number four is Stinger. I'm sad that Donnie Park got rid of it just because of the fact that Great theming, really good location. That location there at Dorney Park has been home to many different coasters. Uh, Laser was there for years, uh, Little Laser. Uh, then right now it's empty. Right now it's just a plot of land right in the middle of Dorney Park. Number three, Sea Serpent over at Maury's Piers. The original is still one of the best because Maury's Piers got the comfort collars and they take care of their rides. Everybody else, pay attention. Look at what Maury's doing. They have an SLC and they have a Boomerang, two of the worst types of rides out there, but they have, they're the best of the worst. They take care of those rides. Number two is Invertigo because I do like the inverted Boomerangs better than the traditional trains. And this is the last one standing. So if you want to get that experience, you want to get that credit, make sure you head out to Kings Island and you ride it because who knows how long it's going to be there. And number one, I said it before. I said it in a tweet. I stand by my tweets, people. If I'm going to tweet something, I'm going to mean something. And I said that Hershey Park perfected the Vacoma Boomerang when they came up with Jolly Rancher Remix. Now, the key is, is it a brand new credit or is it just a beautified sidewinder? Let me know in the comments, people, because I need to know what your thoughts are so I can yeah, maybe get an extra coaster credit out of this. All right. In conclusion, we are ending uh, season two pretty much on Tuesday. We are doing, it's going to be called Clueless. People have been asking us, what are your thoughts on what Six Flags is doing? We're going to give you our thoughts. And I really don't see things getting better until this guy's gone. And I think it's going to get worse before it gets better, people. But it's called Clueless. That's what that is. Uh, and then a week from um, Tuesday, we are going to be doing our 100th episode, which is basically we're going to be talking about, you know, 2017, uh, answer some more viewer questions and go that direction there. Also, uh, in case you didn't hear our cue, we do have a new video schedule that we're doing there for the YouTube channel. The YouTube channel, we're almost at 600 uh, subscribers blown away people thank you so much i mean we're catching up to coasters and brews who are some of our favorite people out there and uh over 225,000 views coaster season's over now so because coaster season's over it's gonna be tough for us to get content now we have tons of content but we gotta kind of measure our content so even over the summer i was dropping two or three videos a day a couple shorts a couple longs now we actually have a schedule and the schedule is going to be on sunday we're going to give you one short 
and one full length. What's a full length? We have the focus on episodes and we, of course, we have the explore episodes, which is our walkthroughs. Those will be there on Sunday. On Monday, we're just going to kick you a short. You're going to get a one minute video or less vertical format and you're going to like it because it's quick and to the point. Tuesdays is always our big day. We're going to be doing a full length video using an explore video because Tuesdays are our day. We want to own Tuesdays. We're going to be dropping the podcast. So you're also going to get the podcast episode on the YouTube channel. On Wednesday and Thursday, we're kicking you a short. Now, the thing about the shorts is we might do it in the morning. We might do it in the afternoon. We're still jumping around what we think is going to get the best response. Uh, If you have a preference there, of course, let us know in the comments. On Friday, we're going to drop a short and then either a full-length episode or a podcast. If we do an ERT, you're going to get the ERT there. On Saturday, you're getting two shorts. All right? So that should get us to the uh, end of the year and hopefully a little bit longer. I know we have about 140, 130 videos that we have already geared up, ready to go, launching there. Of course, we're going to be doing stuff in September. We're going to be doing the haunts, the local haunts over in October, the holiday ones. And who knows? I know I want to look at Texas. I really want Texas. Uh, Who knows? I might run out there in December or February or March and uh, start getting some of those rides and stuff like that. You want to get social? Well, of course, you got the YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe. Uh, our goal is to get to 1,000 subscribers by the end of the year. Please help us reach our goal. If you like what we're doing, share it, like it, subscribe to it. But if you want to know roller coaster news or amusement park news, there you want to go to our Facebook page because every morning we're going to be dropping four or five different things we see at, on the uh, different amusement park uh, pages. We want to share that with you there. And that's 125 Roller Coaster. If you want to get in touch with us, if you want to see our reels, if you, if you can't wait to get the shorts and you want to see them in Instagram form, well, what you want to do is you want to go over to 125 Roller Coaster on Instagram. We do polls. We drop short, uh, reels all the time. And of course, we're also going to have different highlight things. Like um, the other day I went to Hershey Park, dropped some things about the different haunts that we saw, all right? If you're interested in finding out what we're doing up to date, I want to tweet it. We tweet out where we're going. We tweet out what we're doing. Go to Twitter, 125 Roller Coast. We never got the ER. Elon, if you're going to buy it, you got to give us the ER, all right? And then, of course, if you're not a big fan of YouTube, but you want to watch our videos anyway, you can go to Rumble. Rumble is 125 Roller Coaster. When we drop something on YouTube, it also drops over at Rumble. So, of course, you know, give us some Rumbles there. You know, we love uh, any kind of forum. We're not political. We don't care what you, who you vote for. We just care that if you like what it is, we want to make sure that we can get your stuff in front of you. And then, of course... The podcast, every Tuesday we're dropping an episode. I promise you that. We are done with these delays and all that kind of stuff there. We figured out the scheduling program. We're now recording two or three at a time, and we're going to make sure that you are going to wake up on every Tuesday guaranteed to a new episode. And, you know, we're going to be throwing in some Fridays and that kind of stuff there, too. Coming up season three, season three, we're going to have some uh, upcoming uh, break run talks that people really seem to like. And, of course, if you want to listen to our stuff, if you want to review us, if you want to like us and subscribe to it, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on CastBox, we're on Podchaser, we're on uh, Audible. If you are looking for our podcast any place that there's a podcast, you're going to find us. All right? So this is Paul. You're listening to the Trend the Staple podcast. And I'm going to see you in the queue a couple more times in 2022.